1: listening to the fantasy sports radio network. It's the best best fantasy, best friends forever.
0: Chu choo choo this is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Greg, hey, what's going on, bud?
2: Greg, happy Tuesday, March 12th. Crunch time, Greggy. Mm-hmm. It is crunch time. We have a lot of drafts coming up. First thing I told you when I walked in today, I'm not going to sleep much this week, Greg. I'll First sleep. two days, Monday, Tuesday. I've woken up around 7, 7.30. Not normal for me. You Nor- know me. Not a morning guy. <laughs> some of us are already at work. Yeah, I mean, whatever. That's, that's not me. You know that. So, normally, snoozing. Even if I wake up, it's easy for me to go back to sleep. I got a lot on my mind, Greg. Sorry. Uh, and yes, it's all fantasy baseball related. For those wondering. I, um... Oh, what's Frank going through? Is he going through some problems? No. Trying to figure out who I want to draft, man. <laughs> Serious stuff. How are you doing, Greg? How do you sleep? It's so great.
0: I had, some, um, I had a dream that I was in a WWE creative meeting, and I was trying to change the storylines going into WrestleMania.
2: That will never happen. No. Sorry, bud. Why not? Hmm.
0: All right, well. You always hope. That's because the last thing I did last night before I went to bed was, um, was watch Monday Night Raw.
2: How was that? It was, it was fine. I really remember Standard? How. Yeah, it was standard. Yeah. I actually watched most of Fastlane.
0: It was a good show. Pretty good. It was a good show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was all right. I was, te- oh, it's crazy.
2: I, I was texting
0: my buddy Big Beely about it uh, last night. We were going back and forth on what the plan is for mania. Um, so, you know, that's where my head was at with when I went to, right when I went to bed last night.
2: Hmm. And then I, um, I woke up, and uh, here we are. No jury duty. I'm back. He's back. Surviving. He survived. Came through on the lunch break yesterday. Ended up with no jury duty. One of the lucky few, Greggy. That's great, man. You did it. Congrats, bro. It's great. I'm good. i good, man. You I'm have a bunch good. of like fantasy related stuff on your mind right now. I, th- I thought I saw you working on some, some rankings updates when I walked into yeah, that. it. Yeah,
0: I was. Uh, so my keepers in my home league were due today, and I'm updating the, like this draft board. Remember, I told you it's all colorful, all these trades and stuff. Oh,
2: that's what you were doing.
0: It was a monster, monster trade last night in my league. You know, the kind of trades that you don't like because like you don't have the roster. A monster, monster deal, man.
2: What would that include? Were you involved in it? No.
0: I traded Patrick Corbin away for a fifth today as your suggestion. That's per your suggestion.
2: All right, so who, who are you locking in? And
0: Who's the keepers, Greg? Blake Snell, Zach Wheeler, Justin Turner, and Nolan Arenado.
2: Pretty good. Not bad. I like it. It's not bad. It's a nice little start. You got balance. You yeah. got two,
0: two have, pitchers. Yeah, the first overall pick, and I'll be taking Mookie Betts.
2: The Mookie Betts.
0: <laughs> anyway, so oh. Hometown Heller had a billion keepers on his team that were be- possible to keep. He can only keep four in our league. So last night, he traded three of his potential keepers away in a monster deal for Aaron Judge. It was some picks involved, but Aaron Judge for Walker Bueller, Jack Flaherty, and Juan Soto. That's a lot. It's a monster deal. That is a lot. Yeah. But he can do it because he also, he is keeping... Alongside Aaron Judge. He's keeping Cody Bellinger, Aaron Nola, and Christian Yelich.
2: Well, you know how I stand on this issue, I Greggy. I, I wanna you know, I want to know what other people are thinking. Even if it's in the YouTube chat or if you want to I call it 844, 843, 6879. Should you be allowed to trade away players that you are not going to keep? I can tell you this. Because to me it just doesn't My league doesn't
0: seem natural. My league is very frustrated by it at this point. They're just like
2: yeah, I mean, you gotta ban it, man. If you if you're this gonna trade be, this, away players that you were gonna keep, then you either just gain draft picks, but you can't add keepers. So this would either be... like keep four players or keep two players and trade two players for additional draft picks, two, two draft picks. Right, like, that's what it should be. Yeah, it shouldn't be. You could trade away your potential keepers and then keep a bunch of other players too.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like you can't you can't satisfy both parties. I hear you. I
0: hear that's you. where I've been the whole time. The that's what's going on in my league. So I'm updating my list, adding players back that were not kept. That's gonna be the hardest part because I've been working on my rankings for for my particular draft, getting rid of all the players that I thought were being kept. Now some of those players aren't kept; they're not on my list. It's not great.
2: Oh, this is what I was working on last night, Greg. If sure. you want to check it out, yeah, 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 look at this. So this is like my main event. I like it targets by round, and then in parentheses I have like. All right, if I need batting average at this point, this is who I'm going to target. If I mm-hmm. need stolen bases, this is who I'm going to target. So this is, this is just all inside the mind of what goes on when we're drafting kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. the main event, Saturday, 1 p.m., at your hotel, n- I will be competing. You're nervous. Against Matt Modiga. I'm not nervous, Greg. So you're nervous. You're, I'm, not, you're not sleeping. No, but I'm eager to draft. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more anxious than I am nervous, Greg. I'm not nervous. Once the draft starts, everything's going, I'm going to be good. Just I want it to start already. I'm I'm pumped. I'm amped up for this. So, kind of just need it to happen at this point. We need these these next couple of days to go pretty fast. Although Thursday we have our auction too, so we got to plan that. That's where my head's at, man. I got my I got my draft next auction. Tuesday at the auction auction we, primer we, we, tomorrow. We,
0: we were texting GST last night. Auction <laughs> primer tomorrow. You're yes. on the show on this program two on this program tomorrow
2: auction primer.
0: Programming notes. Should we do some programming notes? Yes. There is no BFFs on Thursday. We will be busy planning for our auction.
2: We're We're canceling the entire episode. There will be no
0: BFFs on Thursday. We are preempted by some other programming. So there is no BFFs on Thursday. And on Friday, in place of us, we have a ton of NFBC coverage literally all afternoon. Uh, Frank and I will be a major part of that. I I think we're going to be on the air for so many hours. We'll probably just kind of go in and out, like take breaks and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll be able to talk with your NFBC cohorts. I'll be able to mingle and eat.
2: Well, we'll mention it in now. I think we're on for like 12 to 6 or something along those lines. 12 to 6 on Friday. And I know there's going to be major NFBC auctions going on at that time. I think it's like a $2,500 entry. It's a lot of money. For this auction. So it's legitimate high stakes. So we'll let you inside the mind of some of the, the best high stakes players. You know, Who are they auctioning off? Uh, how much are they bidding? How, what's their roster construction looking like? Uh, what order are the players being thrown out? I think that's a really big part of auction strategy, right? what order should players be thrown out at? Because Absolutely. You, know, you can kind of catch people off guard when you're auctioning. If you throw out some of these mid-range players, you might get them for cheaper because people are kind of still feeling everyone out and you don't know how much some of these mid-range options are going to go for. So you kind of let the market price itself out and then later on, that's when you jump in and you'd be like, okay, well, Travis Shaw went for 15 bucks, and I think I could get Mike Moustakis for a similar price. So very interesting when you throw out some of these mid-range auction targets early on during the auction, or even guys that you think are going to go for super cheap, like let me block, um, bashes early on in the auction. Let me
0: just interrupt you. We'll get to the auction yeah. stuff tomorrow. But Jason Wisconsin is on the line. He has an emergency keeper question. He has to make a decision in the next five minutes.
3: What's going on? Hey, good, good morning, guys. How are you, Frank? How are you? How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Good. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little anxious, just as you are. Um, I got two things for you. First, uh, should I keep... Uh, I'm, I got a bunch of outfielders. I'm keeping uh, I can keep five guys. I'm keeping uh, Judge, Yellick. Uh, first of course, I can't think because I'm on a phone with you guys. <laughs> uh, anyways, I, I'm good at outfielders. So should I keep Tommy Pham, uh, Gary Sanchez, or Vlad Guerrero as my fifth keeper? What round are they? Uh, they're, uh, it doesn't go on a round. I believe it just goes. Uh, we start in the fifth, we start in like the sixth round, I believe it goes like that. You know, we all keep five guys and then we start in the sixth
2: round pretty much. Gotcha. So you give up your first five round picks. Give up your first five round picks, essentially, Um, for these guys. Okay. What format is this and how many outfielders do you start?
3: I'm sorry, we start five outfielders and it is a lotisserie 10-man league with a lot of amateurs in it.
2: All right. So you said you have Judge Yelich. You don't. You don't know who your other keepers I, are as I, right y- now.
3: Judge. Yeah, I got Judge. I got Judge Yelich, uh, Marte. Uh, Judge Yelich. Uh, I got uh, Marte Hoskins. Judge Yelich Marte, and then either so that's pretty good. Hoskins Judge Yelich yeah. Marte, or Fam uh, Sanchez or Vlad Vlad, Vlad G. For this, I'm, this, this I'm one's easy for me.
0: Yeah, this one's easy for Vlad me. Frank. G. Uh, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I know I got it. I'm going with. Uh, I, I think Vlad's the answer. Uh, you have four outfielders right? already because Reese Hoskins has the oh, outfield yeah. eligibility. We love Tommy Pham, but you get the third baseman. You will get him when he comes up. I think Vlad's the easy answer right here, Frank.
2: Yeah, I'm with you as well. Just because you already have the four outfielders, you have a nice base of home runs, batting average, stolen bases with Marte and Yelich. Uh, Hoskins and Judge are going to give you the home run. So you already have the nice base there. You have four outfielders already. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero, again, I mean, this guy's going to be a phenom, or at least expected to be. I mean, he's that level of prospect, you know, that Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols level of prospect that we haven't seen in a long, long time. And you could potentially keep this guy for, I don't know how long you keep guys for, but if you could keep him for the rest of his career and you could start doing that now, then I do agree with Greg. You know, it might be more towards the late April now than we were expecting the mid-April. But uh, regardless, in a 10-team league, you're going to be able to find some pretty decent replacement value in your draft. Uh, just, you know, take a third baseman later on and start that guy until Vlad is sure. back, you know, Michael Franco, uh, someone like that. I mean, you'll, you'll be able to fill in. So I'm, I'm with you on that one, Greg. What, Vlad Guerrero.
0: Did you have a second question there?
3: Yes, the second question, uh, uh, Greg, you'll appreciate this. And Frank, maybe you'll open your eyes someday. Um. Uh, July uh, July fifth uh, and sixth, or is it July sixth and seventh? Greg Alpine Valley, on yeah. uh, um, Elko, Wisconsin. Oh, you nice DNB weekend. If you have a chance, uh, Frank. You have a chance to go and uh, enlighten yourself uh, uh, to go and see David uh, Matthews uh, play.
0: Alpine and, uh, Valley, big time show. Fourth of July weekend, Friday yeah. and Saturday night.
3: So if, you, if you get a chance, Frank. Enlighten yourself
2: and
0: get your head out of your
3: ass and go see Dave. There you go. Okay, thanks guys for the call.
0: Appreciate the time. Okay. Get your head out of your ass and go see Dave. That was
2: 100% like one of your friends that just called in from your league. Dude. And really,
0: that Dude, what? That was Jason in Wisconsin. Jason <laughs> that, in Wisconsin. That was
2: someone who you just told. Alpine Valley. There's,
0: it's Wisconsin, man. It's not New York. It's not Jersey. It's not Philly. It's Wisconsin.
2: I've never been to Alpine Valley to see Dave. So maybe you should go. You've seen them everywhere else. I
0: have, you're right. I'd I'd love to do that, actually. should go there. I should.
2: I will tell you, there is a uh, 0% chance that I will be going to that location to watch Dave Matthews Band, and most likely any other location. Sorry, Greg. That's not very nice. I mean, maybe if you pay for my ticket or something. No, I'd probably do that. I mean, I would have to be really enhanced to enjoy this it
0: to be super enhanced.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what it comes down to here, Greg.
0: Super enhanced.
2: So that really wasn't one of your friends. No. All right. Well, I'm happy we helped Jason out. Me too. Man. Got four great outfielders.
3: Me too. Now he's got Vladimir Guerrero.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was right. good. We got, we got a lot of news.
3: We got
0: a lot of news to get to. Can I get the football news before we get to the baseball news? If you don't whatever mind? Whatever you want. I, I just, This is breaking news. Also, we have a lot of football, baseball news. To I 100
2: percent expect Le'Veon Bell to sign while we're on the air.
0: Le'Veon Bell has not signed yet. Another running back. I would be surprised if he does. Though. Another running back has. Oh, really? And that's Latavius Murray. You say, oh, God. He's now the backup running back in New Orleans. Signs a four-year deal for $14 million, which means Mark Ingram will not be back for the New Orleans Saints. Latavius Murray replaces him in that system. Very interesting signing there.
2: That is an interesting signing. I don't think Latavius Murray will see as much work as Mark Ingram did, but I don't think it's completely dissimilar either. I think he could have, you know, 8 to 10 touches a game. But I think this means the arrow's pointing up for Alvin Kamara.
0: Oh, absolutely. Sure, I mean, he's absolutely.
2: he's a rock-solid top-five pick mm-hmm. heading into next year. I just think, you know, the, the workload on the ground will be better. He's obviously going to see a ton of targets. Uh, not to the same level that he did in those first four games without Mark Ingram this year. I mean, because he was, like, otherworldly in those games. But Latavius Murray is... Maybe vultures some touchdowns, gets 8 to 10 touches a game. But I still think Kamara is going to, you know, he's going to do his thing. He'll get his, you know, 16 to 18 touches a game, you know, 5, 6 catches, whatever it is. 5, 6 catches, 12, 13 uh, rushing attempts. I, I think Alvin Kamara will be in that range. He, he's a top-five pick.
0: I think this makes it very easy, to be honest with you. Because, like, Mark Ingram, you started him, but you didn't really want to. It was like one of those guys that you had to start, you didn't... You didn't know? Should I? Should I? not? we had a lot of yeah, injuries. He was on the not structure.
2: nearly as reliable as he was the year before. Correct.
0: So with that being said, to me, it's like, okay, great. Twenty seventeen, he was like a rock solid low we end RB we one. We know that Latavius Murray that is now. going to be a backup running back here to Alvin Kamara. He's not he going might to some touchdowns, sure, though. but he's not going to have that presence. I think that Mark Ingram had. So I feel very, very good about that.
2: He's more of a handcuff than Mark Ingram is. Yes, and I think it will be yes. reflected in his ADP. Mark Ingram was what, a fifth, sixth-round pick, and that was with the suspension this past year. I think Latavius Murray's probably in that, those middle rounds, seventh, eighth round, something like that. But he, at least now you get him as, at more of a discount, and he's just the legitimate handcuff to Alvin Kamara. So it makes things easier if you just want to lock up the entire Saints backfield.
0: I will say this. Antonio Brown just tweeted, congrats, Le'Veon Bell, on getting that bag. going to let him tell you the team, though.
2: I got an update on my phone, a bleacher report update that Le'Veon Bell changed his Twitter. Yeah, so color I looked at that. To, that. That's not true. To green. That, he didn't. He didn't do that? No. All right, well, it, that's not true. Tricked again, Greggy. I'm sorry, buddy. But yes,
0: Le- Le- Le'Veon Bell is obviously moments away from signing. We'll get you that news. Um as soon as it breaks, it, we'll go baseball.
2: It is green. I thought that's, that's
0: stuff I, stuff I thought that's for everybody. No. Uh, you can change that?
2: Yeah, mine is orange. Oh, that's cool. Orange is my favorite color. Really? So I guess. Green might be his favorite color for multiple reasons. It might not be because of the Jets. It might be because he loves money. dude, Or because he gr- loves trees. Like that green trees.
0: could also be Packers and Eagles.
2: I know. Okay. I'm not. Look, I'm a Jets fan. I don't care if Le'Veon Bell signs with the Jets or not. At this point, sure if, they, sure if they put their resources into their offensive line or sign like a Ronald Darby, a cornerback instead, that's fine. Right, do you want to do the running backs don't matter thing right now? Come on. Let's do it's March 12th. We've got to talk baseball.
0: Uh, it's funny. Cause we were talking baseball, right? And I saw my, t- my timeline. Wait, you that- say, we're talking baseball?
2: Can let's, we get that song coming next? Uh, let's next, let's not next ever break. do Mivona. that, Mivona. I will I quit baseball. on the spot. It's
0: horrible. Please don't do that. I saw Jordan Hicks sign. I'm like, oh, Jordan Hicks signed an extension. That's cool. Then I saw that he signed with the Cardinals. I'm like, this, this is strange. I don't, I don't, he's already on the Cardinals. I was very confused by this.
2: Oh, is that like football player?
0: Football linebacker Jordan Hicks. I <laughs> signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Dorian
2: Hicks of the St. Louis Cardinals is he the closer, Greg.
0: Let's talk about that when we come back. Let's do it. little tease for you. Headlines, headlines, headlines. We'll break it all down for you. Where are you drafting these guys? We'll let you know. It's Fantasy Best Friends Forever on the Fantasy Sports Radio
1: Network.
4: 866 484 that's 866-484-9621 weekend fantasy update
1: know your opponents and what i meant by that is in your home leagues you'll know somebody's a met fan that they always want their Mets, and you can price enforce on those guys they have conforto for 24 you bet 25 they'll go 26 you bet 27 they can figure they want that player it's it's a bad way to play if you're a guy who's just i have to have my Mets. you know i have to have my giants my aims whatever it is whatever team you like but the, in home leagues you will get guys like that or girls that want the, the hometown team uh, the team they root for saturday and sunday 11 a.m eastern on the fantasy sports network and on your popular podcast providers
0: Back with you, fantasy best friends forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's Frank Stanfield. I am Greg Sussman. Frankie Reggae. So, we had an interesting note from Mike Schilt at St. Louis, the manager. He said that if Alex Reyes makes our team, it will be as a reliever. There's a lot to note from there from Alex Reyes' draft status. To what spot in the bullpen he will have, to who that means is making the St. Louis rotation. So I want to start today's program. Alex Reyes is a popular sleeper amongst uh, the draft nits and the experts this year. So Frank, where are you taking Alex Reyes now?
2: Alex Reyes for me was a late round flyer, and end of my bench kind of guy. I don't want, I didn't want him to be part of my you know six starting pitchers that uh you know that I like to. Usually when I do Roto, Greg, I like to do it uh, six and three, usually. Six starting pitchers, three relief pitchers. Um, But he wouldn't be part of those six. He would, you know, if anything, he would be on my bench. He would be, you know, one of these end-of-the-bench, late-round flyer-type guys. I don't think this report surprises people. I mean, it might upset people because they want him to make the rotation. But think about it like this. He's going to have an innings limit this, this year regardless. It might be 100. It might be 110, maybe 120 innings max. They're likely going to start him in the bullpen. Maybe they stretch him out. Maybe they use him in some long relief appearances here. But he's not going to be a starter right away because, let's face it, he's one of their more talented pitchers, and he's kind of part of the the future here for the St. Louis Cardinals, and they're not going to rush him back. So coming off a big injury, I don't think the fact that he's going to start the year in the bullpen uh, is very surprising. From a fantasy perspective, I think you can still stash him on the end of your bench, But it makes it a little bit harder. I think as of right now, they have Austin Gomber as like their fifth starting pitcher in the rotation. If he falters or if he's bad or gets hurt, then Alex Reyes would likely go in there. But I don't think this report is very surprising.
0: So for me, I am honestly surprised. I think, yes, you're right. Maybe we'll get Alex Reyes in the rotation later on this year. But... He's one of the, he's one of the five most talented starting pitchers on this team and I thought they would kind of unleash him this year and maybe it'll happen just not at the start of the season. Is there any love?
2: A lot. It's not Austin Gomber. It's John Gant, Their fifth oh, starter. God.
0: Don't laugh. Is there any love now, Frank, for
2: Michael Waka and Adam Wainwright? Michael Waka, I think should have already been on some people's radars. Mm-hmm. I think he's ranked inside my top 20. 75 starting pitchers. So he is a guy that I don't I wouldn't hate again as he's my 86. So he's inside my top 90. And you you might say, oh my God, 86, he's so low. I mean, towards the I, end I, of roto I, drafts, I mean, you're drafting a lot of these guys. Yeah. You're taking you're taking some shots here. I, I do I do think Waka was already a draftable starting pitcher. Adam Wainwright, no. I don't I just don't think that there's much left there. I mean, he hasn't had anything for years, really, in terms of you know, doesn't strike people out anymore. I mean, never really struck that many people out, but I mean, he's a shell of his former self. You see that with a lot of guys towards the end of their careers. Guys like him, Felix Hernandez. I mean, it is it is what it is. It's unfortunate, but last year, Michael Waka pitched to a 3.20 ERA, Greg. I mean, that was only an 84, and he's only made 15 starts. It seems like injuries have always been an issue for Michael Waka uh, The strikeouts were not great. The walks were very high, so um, he's always kind of been a polarizing player. I think he's He's an end of your. He's a bench starting pitcher as well. I don't want him as one of my starters, even in a 15 team league. In an N only, you might draft him, but at this point, it's, you know, what is he going to give you? The whip isn't going to be great. Last year, it was 1.23. It hasn't been lower than 1.23 in each of the past three seasons. So, Michael Walker, I don't, you know, there's not much at this point. You know, a, a few guys that I have that I moved ahead of him last night, actually. Sandy Alcantara, who's pitching very well in the spring right, right now for the Miami Marlins. Mm-hmm. Trevor Richards, I moved ahead of him as well. I know he's a favorite of our former best friend forever, Michael Florio. Yep. Uh, Michael Fulmer, I have ahead of him. Ronaldo Lopez, Matt Strom, Chris Paddock, uh, Jeff Samarja. These are just uh, just a few names. Sonny Gray, who made his debut the other day as well, was a successful one. So um, these are all just names that I have that I would take ahead of Michael Walker. Uh, Carlos Rodon is also mm-hmm. in that mix, so... Those are a few pitchers I wouldn't mind if they were like my sixth starting pitcher. Sure. They're all ahead of him. If I'm going to have Waka anywhere, it would be on my bench. I don't want him in my fantasy rotation to start the year.
0: I read read something. um, I had read something earlier this offseason about Michael Waka. Changing something, staying healthy, blah, blah, blah. Best shape of my life. And that's why I kind of adjusted him a bit and moved him up my board and...
2: I feel like I saw something as well. I don't remember it might what. in the same It, thing it might
0: did. have been the same thing as, as me. Where did I move him? What, like, let me find him here. So for Waka, yeah, so I put him with names like Radone, who you said, Zach Eflin, Michael Pineda, Steven Matz, Trevor Williams. That's kind of where I have Michael Waka.
2: If you look at the skills, Greg, they're just, they're not very good. <laughs> the swinging strike rate is average, it's 9.7%. His first pitch strike percentage, Greg, last year. So he's falling behind in counts. I mean, the walks were almost four per nine. I mean, we were roasting Robbie Ray. Yes. I mean, 3.84 walks per nine, and he's only striking out 7.5. At least Robbie Ray, if he's walking a ton of guys, he's striking people out. Michael Walker's walking people, and he's not even getting strikeouts. So, I don't know. Unless we can find uh, what adjustments Michael Walker has been making. I think I got to consider lowering him, actually. These are some names that I have right behind them. Tell me what you think of some of these guys, Greg. Some players who you don't know if they're going to have a rotation spot yet, but might have more upside. I'm looking at Freddie Peralta yeah. with the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. Brad Ke- Peacock with the Houston Astros. Love em. Tukey Toussaint yep. with the Atlanta Braves. Yep. Those three names, how do you feel about those guys? Would you rather have them over a guy like Michael Wacha? I think they might have more upside, but you don't know if they have a job. Yeah, so the answer to that question is yes, because
0: I think the upside is stronger. As you said, you're drafting Michael Walker as like your sixth starter, give or take. guy. guy Matthew
2: Boyd, Nando favorite. No. Really?
0: Not the other Boyd thing.
2: I I'd rather have him than Walker. though.
0: Oh, fine.
2: Yeah, over Walker. yeah. Fine.
0: Right. I'm not... Yeah, I got to lower sh- him a little bit. Sure. But my, my point was that I'd rather have like, that last starter spot. Some upside. I got like Brad Peacock. I really think he should strike a ton of batters if he stays in the rotation all year long. Who knows what Tukie Toussaint could also, uh, ultimately be. I'm excited about the possibility in Atlanta with Brad him. Pe-
2: Peacock, I don't think, will be in the rotation. All really? Time, he might bounce between the bullpen and the, and the rotation. And even if he is in the rotation, they're not going to let him go deep into game.
0: And this team can still sign. But his K-9 might be really,
2: it, Like, it might be... He might give you six, seven, eight strikeouts in five innings when, yeah. he's, when he's on the mat. Mm-hmm. So, that's something to consider. Which helps for Roto, but... If you play in points leagues or if you play in leagues where you need quality starts, I think Brad, Brad Peacock might be a guy that might let you down a little bit there.
0: So, ultimately, and just because of length, and you're probably right, ultimately, in Roto leagues and really all leagues, you're looking for upside. You're just at that spot where you're drafting Michael Waka, Like, great. Like, Michael Walker is the perfect guy to have on the end of, end of your bench to stream him on a week. Like, no issue, Michael Waka. But at the end of your draft, you're looking for upside. You're looking for a guy that can turn into an ace. Michael is not that guy at this point in his career. I'm not saying that Brad Cook, uh, Peacock or Tukey Toussaint is either, but I'm kind of excited to see what the upside is, you know?
2: Tukey Toussaint has, uh, has bounced back. I mean, he got off to a terrible start in spring training. I think his first two appearances, he got blown Bombed. away. Yeah. And then his past two starts, I think he's combined for like seven shutout innings. I know his start the other day was four innings and four strikeouts. How about I throw another name at your way, Greg? Jake Tunis. Jake Tunis. Who yeah. we haven't been talking mm-hmm. about. So, Got off to a great start in the first half yeah. last year. We were trying to trade him away. Everyone was trying to trade him away. Because you see the peripherals. And he was out pitching his, his peripherals. He's gotten off to a good start in spring as well.
0: So I'm glad you brought Jake Tunis up. Because that was a name that I actually wanted to talk about today. So what people don't necessarily, necessarily realize about Jake Tunis. like He had that great first half. Everyone would kind of knew that, know that he would struggle, and he did, and that's fine. But if you look at the game log from late last year, like he wasn't awful towards the end of the year either. Like he went through this middle of the season stretch in the summer, which is terrible. But you look at July, you look at August and really September, he was pretty good. Like JJ just wasn't bad during those months. I actually don't have the, the advanced stats up. I'll give me a second. In the second half of last, in the second half, over last year, you're looking at a guy whose fib was 3.47, even better than it was the.
2: X fib was 3.5. Right,
0: even better than it was in the first half when he, got, when he really got going. So that his August was his best month of the season. So when everyone jumped off the Jake Junis bandwagon, you didn't realize that he was actually kind of good in August. And he was like fine in September, not great, but his ex fit in September. 3.6. So, again, not horrific by any means. So, Jake Junis is a name that I like because, yeah, it was an up and down year, not unlike Joey Lucchese, who's going earlier than him. But Jake Junis is not bad. Jake Junis is not bad. I like Jake Junis where he's going. I like him in that spot. I also like his teammate, Brad Keller. Like, I think there is some love for him, too.
2: Brad Keller is interesting because I read a piece from Eno Saris at The Athletic, and he wrote about Pitchers who have seen an uptick in velocity. I read the same three.
0: article, which and, is why I highlighted Brad Kelly. Yeah,
2: he's throwing like 96, 97. Yeah. And I know he was, he didn't really strike anyone out last year, but he was serviceable towards the end of the season. I think I was streaming him in a few leagues last year. Towards the end of the year. And this is the, you know, this is the Kansas City Royals up bias. Like, nobody wants players who are on crappy teams. The Royals, for a while, you know, people were kind of off the Seattle Mariners, but now I think they're starting to realize that I don't think the Mariners lineup is really going to be all that bad. But just getting back to Brad Keller, he doesn't strike anybody out. And, the you know, the ERA was 3.08 last year, and the, the XFIP was 4.26. So it's a little bit different there. But if he's seeing an uptick in velocity, that means he's making a change. Sure. He's either getting better or he's learned how to, you know, harness more velocity. He's reaching back, and he's he's got more in the tank. And he's starting to show that in the spring. And those are some of the things that you have to pay attention to during the spring because if they translate... Remember, a couple of years ago, I mean, I'm going to go always go back to this. Charlie Morton, during the spring, throwing 96, 97 miles per hour, and everyone's like, well, is this for real? Is this going right. to carry over into the regular right. season? Next thing you know, Charlie Morton's a top 30 starting pitcher each of the past two seasons. Absolutely. He's one. So I would say Brad Keller's one to pay attention to. Martin Perez is the other one. Because Martin Perez has been hitting 95, 96 consistently. You've been talking about him. And he's added a new pitch, and something like that, has my attention, and he's, you know, he's going to pitch in the the AL Central, and I'm not really worried about the teams in that division, he's going to get to face the, you know, the Kansas City Royals, the White Sox, the Cleveland, even the Cleveland Indians, it's not a great lineup, they have Jose Ramirez as an endor, but it's not a great lineup, so, I think I'm using that as a, as a, you know, when you're splitting hairs, a little deal breaker, if I could get pitchers who are in the AL Central, obviously, any of the Indians guys are amazing, but, um, you know, Brad Keller in this division, and then, you know, a guy like Martin Perez, just pay attention to these guys throughout the spring.
0: Absolutely. And listen, the issue is, Frankie, most people are drafting next week, I would say. Next week's draft week, right? Uh, even though we have two real baseball games next Wednesday and Thursday. But next week is draft week for, for all How intents. How do you feel purposes. about those
2: two games, by the way? It's annoying.
0: Annoying? Annoying.
2: I get why they're doing it, though. The whole expand- Japan expand things, game, Ichiro. Yeah. You know, they're trying to make the game more global. It's not that like
0: they haven't done it before. I get it. Yes. It's, but, annoying, it's, a, it's annoying. It's yeah, annoying. Why don't they though.
2: do it like two or three games before the season
0: rather than like eight days? So the answer to that question is they want to get the players in Seattle and Oakland back in the States and like on the right time schedule. Do they really need a week for that?
2: I guess. I mean, I don't know. I've never been to Japan. So. I've never been to Japan
0: either. I have been to Australia. Yeah. And it's a, it's a big time difference, man. You're talking yeah. like almost a full it's Those a full games bed. are
2: at 530 in the morning. Right. Which also sucks. At least put them on like when we get to work.
0: So, Did we you, got something to watch. It's prime time for Japan. I mean, listen. 5 30. Dude, dude, so just wait. So,
2: when you, when you, can't, sleep, when you can't sleep at
0: seven o'clock, <laughs> you know, sit there and you watch baseball and you'll come in. Yeah.
2: Marco Gonzalez opening day, baby. 100%. Marco Gonzalez versus Mike Fires. Okay. Does that. What, what a pitching matchup. So, let me throw this you at you. You say Kikuchi is on the second day. Let me throw this at you. Yeah.
0: Are you <laughs> more apt, less apt? Doesn't matter when drafting Mariners and A's. Because those first two games, like, a week early, you can't really watch them. You lose two games, and if you don't... And if uh, second question on top of that, I know I'm asking a lot of questions at once, but, like, if you draft after that, you don't get those stats retroactively in most cases.
2: You should in Roto, for sure. I agree. You have to get them for Roto. Some, but you have to make sure of that before you draft. You definitely. Because you're losing to. two games. In the head leagues, I don't think it really matters. You're
0: losing snatch from some of your best players. Potentially.
2: Really? Who are your best players? Chris on? Davis? <laughs> yeah.
0: Chris Davis is. You could lose a save.
2: Blake Trinan. Certainly no one in Seattle. I mean, if there's someone in Seattle <laughs> who's getting you a save, you tell me who it is, girl.
0: Dude, what about your boy Matt Olson, Matt Chapman? All these guys. You're losing all of this. Oh, uh, the Matty boys. So, are you more apt, less apt to take these guys? It doesn't or?
2: affect me whatsoever. Okay. Sure. The way that I can see it affecting people is, and this happens all the time whenever we have these early games, if people have drafts that weekend, and Matt Olson has a three-home run game, every, like, his ADP, like, it, he's going to jump a round or two, which is just annoying. Right. But that's what, you know, people are going to overreact. Remember, you know, last year, Greg, how about, like, Matt Davidson? The first game of the season, he had, like, three home runs. Everyone's rushing to pick up. This is the year that Matt Davidson puts it all together. It always happens. People react early on, so... I would say if you play in Roto, you have to make sure that these first two games that are in Japan, because they are real games, they count towards the MLB schedule, they count towards the standings. Those stats have to count in your Roto leagues. I think for head-to-head categories and head-to-head points, I haven't specifically looked into this, Greg, Mm -hmm. but I would imagine that these games happen so early that the A's and Mariners are going to be back in time where the first week, they're going to have the same number of games as everybody else. Sure. So I don't think that you need to have these first two games if you play in a head to head points or head to head categories like, but in Roto, you definitely need those
0: Absolutely. You you have to make sure you don't get let it
2: that. affect you, though. Like if Ramon <laughs> Laureano steals two bases in two games, they'll be like, Oh, I gotta draft him now to get those two stolen bases. Don't let it don't let it affect you too much. Okay. If you say Kikuchi's gonna throw like seven shutout anyone innings, and everyone's gonna freak out.
0: Sure. Um Okay. Before we the break, let me finish up the Alex Reyes conversation. He's in the bullpen. We know that. Maybe he'll be a starter at some point, but he's in the bullpen to start the year. Does that affect what you think about the closer spot?
3: I hadn't
2: really thought about that. You kind of planted the seed in my mind throughout the break asking me, well, is Alex Reyes kind of in the mix? Does he affect the bullpen? Is he used as a swing man? Does this mean Jordan Hicks is used more as a swing man? I think they signed Andrew Miller to do that. And if they were going to use anyone else in here as like a one- or two-inning guy, I think they would use Alex Reyes. Me, personally, I think that they're leaning towards Jordan Hicks as of right now. I haven't necessarily seen reports or anything, but and they still might play the matchups. I know that's what they've said that they're going to do, but Jordan Hicks throughout the spring has been working on a phenomenal slider. He didn't really have that last year. He would you know very seldom use it last year. This guy throws 105 miles per hour. He actually officially throws the hardest fastball in baseball, harder than a Aroldis Chapman. So if he can be Aroldis Chapman light and has this, you know, wipeout slider, which we've seen in the spring to go along with 105 miles per hour, I don't see why he wouldn't be used as the closer. So maybe he's like one of these sneaky guys that's going in the middle rounds. Like you draft him as your second reliever and you speculate that he could win the job. If he does win the job, I think he'll get 25 plus saves this
0: year. I agree. I agree. You want the closer in St. Louis, whether it's Reyes, whether it's
2: Hicks, Typically, or You know they don't use lefty relievers as closers. It doesn't. Ha- I mean, it could happen. New manager, new manager it, it though. Could, but I would be surprised if they use Andrew Miller that way. Okay. Andrew Miller's always had a role. Why would you change it now? I I agree with you. I think Jordan Hicks is the closer. We'll
0: take a break here. We'll come back and we'll continue going over some of the news and how it affects your drafts. Stick around. More from the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Right after this.
1: Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Fantasy Sports Today. Los
3: Angeles Dodgers
2: manager Dave Roberts said heart-throwing right-hander Joe Kelly was scratched from his scheduled appearance on Wednesday. Will throw lightly on Friday in hopes he can get into a game in a couple of days. Kelly felt tightness in his back on Wednesday. Roberts said Kelly told him he hurt
1: his back when he stood too long cooking Cajun food. As somebody that's had back issues over the course of their life, I have sympathy for this. This is really just his back got tight because he was standing right. up too long. The cooking thing is a funny component to it. Saturdays, 8-8 Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network.
0: The NFL Scouting Combine is coming gone with the 2019 NFL Draft just around the corner. For serious fantasy football players, it's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season. Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Matic and the Roto Experts are providing Dynasty season long betting best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at RotoExperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only available at RotoExperts.com. If you're looking for baseball, where do you head, Frank? My Patreon. You do? It's Frank's Patreon where he's ranking. We still don't make a board for this. His rankings, his analysis, his articles, his columns. What's the latest thing you got up there?
2: I just put up my relief pitcher rankings. I updated the closer tracker, and I wrote about one of my favorite targets. Among the closers. Like they are not revealing it. I am not. I like that.
0: How much is that going to cost people?
2: That is going to cost you $10. All
0: right, 10 bucks. I keep telling you this. The best tier that you can get in on with Frank, it's $10 tier. You get all the articles, you get the rankings, and you're paying 10 bucks. It's well worth it. But if you want to be your slave, you pay $25. Again, well worth it. $10, $25, whatever you feel comfortable with, that's what you should be paying for the Frank experience. It's on his Patreon page right now.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to have some auction tips as well uh, to kind of go along with the reveal of tomorrow's show. You know, as we kind of work through these things and we plan for our auction, I'm kind of just going to take what we learned from that process and I'm going to reveal it to you on my Patreon. So I'll let you know you know, some of, the, some of my thought processes as well. Uh, when, it comes, when it comes to throwing players out in the auction, trying to get other people to spend money, uh, kind of mixing in some of my own targets as well. Just some things that I like to do throughout an auction and how Greg and I are planning yep. for our auction this Thursday. And then I'll probably give you guys a little recap of how everything went uh, Thursday night. And you can kind of see how we formulated our team and how it all came together.
0: I'm very excited. You need me to write anything for that? You want my opinion? Like some little anecdotes? Let me know.
2: Little little Greg Sussman uh, little anecdote editor's here, note? Yeah, <laughs> like, but like, uh, not just one editor's note. Like, it'd be a bunch of them. Okay. Do I mean, uh, oh, yeah. you want to be compensated for this? Absolutely not. Oh, all right, then sure. Yeah, you can do as much as you want. Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> I just want like, like when you, you know what, you know what I envision when you're talking about that. You probably is not the same vision as you have. I almost thought of that as like a running diary. You're not gonna write it live, obviously. We have mm-hmm. too much going on, but I would hope you would like, write it as like a running diary of what we were like thinking as we were going on. So, like, you would write, like, what, you, what the prices are coming off the board, how we were adjusting our plans and stuff as the auction, and I would, like, kind of chime in with my notes, seeing, like, yeah, uh, Frank was being really stubborn here, or things like I was just screaming and Frank got mad at me. Like, I wanted to chime in with that. I think people would get a kick out of it.
2: We could do that. Cool. I also, I want us to mark down the order in which we win our players, because I think that is an interesting well, wait, strategy.
0: That will be on the website on Yahoo, so we'll be able to know that. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just don't want you to be stubborn on. on we'll, we'll talk about this tomorrow. Stubborn? How? We'll talk about this tomorrow. We'll talk about this. What tomorrow. do you mean stubborn? I don't mean stubborn. I mean moody. <laughs> like if something doesn't go our way, you just get really angry. As long and as, upset. as you don't, don't.
2: bid on Devonte Freeman, and I know it's a baseball draft, but you have probably my so word. You have my word. On I will not
0: bid on Devonte Freeman. Is there any baseball player you don't want me to bid on? Uh, it's like a fair question. Carlos Correa. Okay.
2: Josh Donaldson. Anyone who's coming off a major injury? Jose Altuve. There's value there. No. Okay. I actually, of the three names I just mentioned, Carlos Correa is actually the one I wouldn't mind. Okay. Well, please. Okay. Jose Altuve, Josh Donaldson. I'm, I'm very out on them right now. Okay. Fair enough. Is there anyone, is there anyone that you, I mean, I'm not really going to do it. You're not going to do any but minute. You're just going to stare at your computer. That's your, that's your job. There well, might, might be someone where I just shock you. Doubt it. Chris Archer, 12 bucks. That's fine. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I, I,
0: I gotta figure out my plan though. Do I want to be reserved? Our and, yeah. plan. No, my plan just for like. Oh, no,
2: we have to one hundred percent piss people off like we did last year.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you think that was effective for
2: us. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Maybe Floria was distracting. I'm us certainly not. It will be better now without Floria. I think anymore. it's
0: gonna be better because I'm staying the whole you time. You actually left. I know.
2: You I think we got a little discombobulated. I with agree with you. We because we all had our roles, yeah. and then you know. It was, it was glue. You need three guys. You know, people yeah. might say, oh, three three people for an auction on one team—that's crazy." Maybe we
0: should. Maybe There's a lot going on. Maybe an we should Facetime to, one, to
2: F- cross off all the players that are being auctioned yeah. off. So actually, how much money they're going for. Keep track dude, of how much money you have dude, left. So There's no, a lot going on. So no joke. I actually think we have an advantage.
0: So no joke. Like I was thinking, like, we need to print papers before we leave on Thursday. Like, I know you have like the the spreadsheet you'll be using to cross guys off and whatnot. Well, we're gonna need some papers to cross. I think we need some papers too. I
2: didn't know if I had my laptop case up here, but I, I could show you what I've been doing. I printed out my rankings last night, and I'm kind of just writing an idea of what round I think that they're going to go in for the NFBC. I can just kind of like cross them off and like circle guys that I know like, all right, this round, this is kind of who I want to target. So I've been doing that. We could do something similar. Yeah. With auction
0: I just want to, I just want to know who's, I don't want to, I want to make sure I don't forget who's available, who's gone, that whole thing.
2: No, we'll, we'll, we'll know that for sure. I'm going to have the software going, too. I know you have We're going to have a lot going We're gonna on. We're going to have our
0: list, too. Like maybe I should be the crosser off. I can do that. Yeah. Okay. More, one more about this on our auction strategy show. you got to know all this, man. It's important. Yes, you do. I'm just, I'm just saying it's important. There's a lot more baseball going on um, right now, of course, around MLB. Tons of spring training notes uh, happening as we speak. And Adam Jones is a name that got signed a couple of days ago. We haven't talked about him yet. But our, uh, Adam Jones signs with the Arizona I was say Cardinals, the Arizona Diamondbacks. A lot of football news happening. Um, and he's not it up to speed. I understand that. To me, the person this has the most effect on, Frank, is Kettle Marte, who I thought was going to have all this time. I was, really, I was actually very excited.
2: I have bad news for you.
0: As a late round flyer, Kettle Marte. Bad news. Okay.
2: Yesterday, I brought this up to Matt Modica. He said the person it will affect the most Yeah, Flores. Flores. What?
0: Yep. Now, going Marte's only second?
2: That's what he thinks. <laughs> and you're seeing the anguish take over Susmania that's
0: like so upsetting I feel like you waited for me to be on the air for you to tell me that so I meant to tell you yesterday reaction.
2: but I forgot
0: that everyone can see my reaction
2: I mean just because Matt Modica thinks that's what it's going to be oh, doesn't man. mean it's going to happen that way Matt's
0: but. really good at this though
2: Yep, he's probably right but everything that I've read now is saying that Adam Jones might just be a fourth outfielder which might actually affect guys like David Peralta more than anything. Because if they're yeah. facing a tough lefty, then they just put Adam Jones in left field. Yeah. But I think the plan is they still want to use Kettle Marte oh as... Oh, my God! Breaking news! ...starting center fielder, and Adam Jones is more of a fourth outfielder. Adam, basically... The breaking, I'm is breaking
0: news about you. I'm sorry. Adam
2: Jones... You need to hear this. ...does not need to be owned in fantasy. Obviously in, like, NL only, but... What's uh, up, Greg?
0: I'm Here. sorry. I'm sorry.
2: You're ruining my Adam Jones now. I'm sorry. My great Adam Jones.
0: Mike Garofalo of NFL Reports, Anthony Barr has agreed to terms to stay with the Vikings and says I'm not signing with the Jets.
2: Really? How did that happen? I don't know. I'm actually not that upset about it at all. Really? I thought it was a weird fit. The Jets were... This is my understanding of the situation. I thought the Jets we're going to think that he is was going to be a pure edge rusher for them. Right. And that's not really what his role has been. Mm-hmm. It has been more of an off-ball linebacker. He's, I mean, he has rushed in some situations, obviously, on blitzing downs, whatever it might be. Right. But he's not. he hasn't been a pure edge rusher since college. Yep. So to my knowledge, everything that I was reading last night with the Jets was that they were going to bring him in and kind of get him back to his college roots. They were going to use him in different ways, try to find creative ways. Yep. They were going to use him at, you know, outside linebacker, off-ball linebacker, and then they were going to use him in edge rushing, rushing situations as well. But he—I don't know. I just thought it was a weird fit. I feel like the Jets were thinking that they were just getting a legitimate pass rusher. Yep. Without actually knowing that, no, he's not a legitimate pass rusher. That huh. just seems like a very Jets thing to do.
0: I don't know about that, man. So basically what happened is, um, after telling the Jets he intended to sign with them, Anthony Barr got cold feet, changed his mind, and informed the Vikings he will be returning to Minnesota. AKA, he slept on it in Minnesota, offered him more money, and he said, okay.
2: Is that actually the truth? Yeah. Yeah. This isn't the worst thing, though, because it's just interesting. Now the Jets can use that money that they didn't spend to hopefully get that center who's on the market, Paradise. Paradise. I don't know how to say his it. name, but it's either him or they can, they can, look, they have so many holes. I mean, it's not, to me, it's not the worst thing.
0: Okay. I'm sorry for, for breaking in your Adam, your Adam Jones analysis. I, was just, I thought that was just crazy.
2: Like telling a girl you're going to date her and then waking up the next day and be like, ah, we're not really dating. Sorry. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: That's just the air just turned on. Ooh, that was a big burst of air. Just, you're like, right? You I'm feel fine. right. right? I'm, I'm good, man. Anything else on Adam Jones before we uh, continue?
2: No, I, think it, I just think it takes some of the luster, a little bit of luster off everybody. You know, a lot of people were excited about a, maybe a Kettle Marte breakout or a David Peralta building off what he did last year or maybe coming close to it. It's just... Yeah. And and Thanks, everybody. Yeah. I had a few shares of Steven Souza as well, just in Roto again, because I think he's a little bit undervalued, but maybe he gets a few days off here sure. too. I mean, it's just it's kind of a messy situation now for everybody.
0: The Bears have not just only signed John Brown. They found another wide receiver as well. You mean the Bills? They, them too.
2: The Bills. Who would that be Greg? Cole Beasley. That's not that's not a bad get for the Bills. I agree. That's I think, some gritty I think
0: it's what I think it's what Josh Allen needs.
2: Josh Allen? Yes. Oh well, you know what John Brown actually stretched the field. That's a good. They have John thing. Brown to stretch the field. They have field. him and Robert Foster.
0: They have Cole Beasley Bob underneath. I get it. Life. I think they're going to fall. He's going to fall in love with Cole Beasley.
2: Good for them. yeah. Yeah.
0: A lot of football news going on right now. There's we're, we're a lot. Going everywhere. It, you
2: know, it's, it, this is a fun time of year, Greg. Mm-hmm. Fantasy ba- basketball playoffs, uh, NBA real-life playoffs are starting soon. March Madness is getting ready to start. Yeah. Football free agency. I, uh, Before you know it, the NFL draft is going to be here. <sighs> baseball season is starting. Greg, there's so much going on. It's do a great you, time to be a Do you think
0: we could cancel the NBA fantasy hour on Thursday so I can watch Maryland in the afternoon? What do you think the odds are of that?
2: That is completely up to you, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Interesting.
0: I really wish, like, Thursday we're not doing a show, like, that would have been the perfect day to have, like, a 12 o'clock game. Oh, my God, that would be awesome. I, I'm going to be a disaster, by the way, at NFBC. Like, if Maryland just keeps winning, like, a disaster.
2: Because you're not going to pay attention. Right. <laughs> well, luckily for you, Maryland's probably not going to keep winning. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. What gonna, is this? This is the The their, conference tournament. What, is, what are they, the big...
0: Big 10? 10. Yeah. So I'm going to... I'm only paying... Like, I have to figure out my paying
2: attention. Much to the uh, surprise of nobody... Yeah. Um... My college sports uh-huh. knowledge is right. pretty much on par with like my political knowledge. <laughs> Maybe I know a little bit pop culture knowledge. Yes, mm-hmm. It's just fantasy or nothing. Greg. It's not there. That's what it comes down to: fantasy or nothing.
0: We went with the card. Mentioned the Cardinals before. We have remiss not to tell you about Carlos Martinez, who was out for months. Womp, womp. He wasn't in good condition. He showed up. He was hurt. Carlos Martinez is a straight up disaster right now for the St. Louis Cardinals. Are you spending any draft capital whatsoever on him?
2: How about I just tell you where I have him ranked, Greg, and you tell me what, what you think about that?
0: Just answer
3: the question.
2: I have Carlos Martinez ranked as my 71st starting pitcher. Oh, that's before some of the guys we were talking about before. It's probably lower him. Like we were talking about guys we wanted in like, the <laughs> 80s. True. I mean, I just thought 71 was really low already. <laughs> but you were saying, but like, we were talking about like Jake Junis. When he pitches, like, isn't he still going to be all right, though? When is he going to pitch? I don't know. That's a good question. All right, Greg, you convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> Ranking change. How low should he go? How low he go? should be low, yeah. Because
0: I want to tell you the truth. When, when Carlos Martinez comes back, he's coming back as a winner. Who leader. would you rather
2: have, Michael Waka or Carlos Martinez?
0: Michael Waka. All
2: right.
0: Like, very easily, too.
2: Carlos Martinez, number 98. Who would hey. you rather have, Carlos Martinez or Forrest Whitley? Forrest Whitley. Probably, yeah. I guess I gotta go lower here. How about Wade Miley?
0: I like Wade Miley this
2: year. Uh, yeah, not really. All right, number ninety-nine, Greg. Ninety-nine problems, and Carlos Martinez is one. Yeah. I mean, just May or June. It's. But he's, gonna, he's, I mean, going to back, he's going to come back. He's going to come back as even a reliever. If it's a last round you. pick. Even if it's a last round pick, yeah, and he might come back as a reliever. That's exactly what he did last year yep. too. The control was absolutely brutal last season. God, just. Really weird past couple of seasons for Carlos Martinez. Everything is just derailing altogether at once Mm -hmm. for Carlos Martinez. But you know what? Good thing for the Cardinals. They're always ready for these things to happen because they are seriously, Greg, one of the best franchises in terms of next man up. Just It seems like they never have flashy prospects, but... These guys just come up and they deliver. I Jack Flaherty that. came out of nowhere last year. No, I wouldn't year. say I that. That's re- not true. Greg, we didn't really even hear about Jack Flaherty until spring training when he started lighting it up and Adam Wainwright was hurt or Carlos Martinez was hurt, <laughs> hurt or someone, whoever it was. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, Jack Flaherty's having this great spring and we're talking about him. Oh, well, what about this guy, Jack Flaherty? Oh, out of nowhere, the minor league numbers look pretty good. Yeah. He comes up and he's just awesome. Yeah. The Cardinals just
0: always do this. They have a lot of talent. A lot of talent. That's why we pay attention to Cardinals, guys. That's why we've always paid attention to their pitching in particular. But even the people
2: who leave there. Tommy Pham leaves. We expect them to be great. Luke Voigt leaves. We expect them to be great. They just breed so do much expect, talent. Do you there.
0: expect Shelby Miller to be great?
2: Probably not. All right. Jason but, Hayward? Tyler O'Neal? Greg, Tyler O'Neill is a guy that I'm, I've been grabbing. The real deal! In a lot of Tyler draft. O'Neal! I, I mean, I didn't say all that, but. I, I did. That's fine.
0: Uh, staying in the NL Central before we get to the top of the hour, and of hour one, uh, Mike Moustakis, we already know, is going to be the everyday second baseman for Milwaukee. Uh, we'll see how long the experiment lasts, but they're going to do what they can because they need... What else can they do, though? There's nothing else they can do. Petting an injury, of course. Yeah. Like, if Travis Shaw were to go down, Moustakis would go right back to third base.
2: And then you'd probably get your guy, Hernan Perez, at second base. Finally. Over I still now. feel like Moustakis is undervalued, though. Greg. I've looked at his ADP since March 1st. He's and... good. You know, in since March 1st, his NFBC ADP, Mike Moustakis, is 137. 137, great. Mm -hmm. Some of the names that he's going right behind. Brian Dozier, David Peralta, much rather have Moustakis over any one of those guys. Tanaka, all right, if you need pitching, I get it. Andrew McCutcheon, I actually do really like him. I like both of these guys. I think they're both undervalued. Tim Anderson, if you need stolen bases, it's all right. But, like, Edwin Encarnacion at 133. The Brewers are a way better lineup than the Mariners. Sure,
0: absolutely. It's
2: second and third base eligibility from Mike Moustakis. Yep. Edwin Encarnacion, the skills are declining. He's striking out more. He's walking less. The batting average has been dropping the past couple of years. I'd much rather have Mike Moustakis. This is actually... I'm realizing, Greg, this is a range of a lot of players that I like. In this 115 to 135 range... There's a lot of names here, Greg. Whether it's, you know, Kirby Yates, Eloy Jimenez, Wilson Ramos, Robinson Cano, Rugnet Odor. These are a lot of players we've been talking about. Chris Archer, again, McCutcheon. This is a range I really like. 115 to 135 in the NFBC ADP. Um, try and grab as many of those players as you could possibly get. I Some of them that so might so. slip down your draft board. Yeah. yeah. Those are players that I'm, that I'm targeting. And then even Shane Bieber at 138.
0: Love myself some Shane Beaver. Love him. When we come back, why does everybody hate Jose Ramirez? We're going to try to figure that out. This hour. We'll talk to Chris Venture about that. We're also going to try to find you some late round steals. Some late round whip. And we're going to, of course, give you all the football news as it comes in. Hour number one is done. Hour number two is next. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Fantasy Sports Radio Network.